Hi everyone. Today's episode was slightly different from the others. You know, usually we like to cover topics related to health, and today's episode, it probably won't be for everyone. The topic is traveling with kids, or surviving long-haul flights with kids. And this is really for those of you who have little ones and are considering a long-haul flight in the near future. This will give you a taste of what to expect and how to best prepare yourself so you don't end up shattered and in need of a holiday right after your holiday. If any of your friends are planning a trip in the near future, send this episode their way. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Vicky. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Two Moms and a Mic. A weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world. We talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting, and we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body. As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy, and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen. So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it. Hi, Jones. Hi, good afternoon. Hi there. <laughs> what was that? Just trying, trying on a little bit of a more formal uh, approach to our hellos. Okay. Hi there, as long Vicky. as you don't, expect, you don't expect me to be formal. <laughs> I don't think you have it in you. You sounded a little bit like a sports newscaster there. <laughs> it's, my, it's my mom phone voice. Why don't we try something new with the podcast? Every time we record, we can come on with a new personality and then or, or new accent. And then the other one has to guess who we're trying to be. Oh shit. Yes, that is so good. Okay, <laughs> okay but you put me on the spot now, so we're not gonna start today. Oh actually we won't both do it, just you and I have to guess. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. <laughs> Okay, I need to, I, I'm going to have to go away and practice. It's going to be, become a large part of my life now. <laughs> but you can't make it too difficult, okay? Because I don't know that many celebrities. <laughs> Neither <laughs> so, do I. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to give you a list of some people I might recognize. <laughs> Nelson Mandela. I was going to say, Nelson Mandela, okay, Turk, I can try to do that one. No, actually I can't. I won't do it justice. What's, I'm not even going to try What's that comedian's name? He's always like Mensa. Uh, uh, oh, he's Skulk note, my best. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. One of those two and I'll guess. Okay. <laughs> it is. I like this idea. No, yeah. I, I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. No, you already, re- you already said you're doing it. So oh, don't go back on me now. <laughs> or maybe I'll just do it mid-podcast. Whilst talking, I'll just start, I'll just chop a change. Okay. Throw you off. Won't take much to throw me off, especially today. But this little chatter is a really good lead-in for our topic today. Our topic today is traveling with kids. And specifically, we're talking about long-haul flights with kids. 
and why it's a good lead-in is because yeah. I was going to say, you- please do explain <laughs> the connection. Here. Is it because we live far away from where Nelson Mandela and Skulk Vizanos <laughs> reside? No, no, Resided? not even close. <laughs> I was going to say because, as you can tell, we are basically kids ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. this is really, this is really an episode. For all the husbands out there who have to travel with their silly wives and kids <laughs> and deal with it all. And also, if we can do it, anyone can do it, basically. Yeah. So, um, we're actually both planning trips to, to South Africa in the near future, aren't we? We are, but mine might be a solo trip. Okay. So, oh, lucky. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's three flights to get to Canton. No, it'll be glorious. And and that's twenty four hours. I don't know be if wonderful. I can be that far away from them. No, I don't you know can. If I would... It'll be wonderful. It'll be absolutely <laughs> heavenly. <laughs> that's so much alone time. So much downtime. So much just doing whatever the hell you want. Oh, it'll be glorious. When I when I did my my solo trip to South Africa in September. There wasn't one moment of the airport and airplane journey that I didn't enjoy. I loved every single minute of it. Yes, but you were in Cape Town, right? So Cape Town to London is one flight. Correct. I'd have to get... (laughs) I would have done it all over again. From Copenhagen to London to Joburg to PE and then drive two hours. Sounds (laughs) so good to me. (laughs) So much alone time. I might I mean, fly to Sweden really and go with you. Love. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sound of that alone time. Bring it on. What else are you going to do? It's <laughs> making me feel better, actually. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, it's like a holiday. It's basically booking yourself into a little spa in the sky. Well, I did. I used to love flying. I used to love flying. And then... And then what happened kids. six years ago? And then <laughs> I don't love flying anymore. No. But I did so much, so much solo flying with Abigail. I did, look, this is how dorky I am. I counted. By the time we moved to Sweden in um, 2019, in December 2019, Abigail had been on 25 flights. She was oh not two yet. Oh my she goodness. was, you know, a few months shy of two. She had been on 25 airplanes. Some of those were uh, New York to Joburg, which is like 16 and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we did that at least four times. What? <laughs> like, oh crazy. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Um, that's that's yeah, so insane. We've done, done a lot of flying. So I think I feel very comfortable talking about this. I feel like a certified parent traveler yeah for sure you've earned earned the right you've earned the certification for sure and you should um, be wearing like a little pilot's hat a little little pilot's outfit (laughs) for this episode (laughs) (laughs) and abby should have a matching one as well and i say i mean i i don't know i think it's one of the one of the most difficult things you do when when you've got young kids is because you want to still go on holiday as you did before having kids Mm -hmm. and and you might be approaching that first holiday and you think it's just gonna be fine it's just you know another person it's just a baby now we get pushed to the front of all the queues and all of that stuff well it's it's not 
It's not the same. It's not the same. Don't book the same flight you used to book. Don't don't book the 2 a.m. flight from Mallorca to London. Don't book the like 11 p.m. flight from Joburg to London. Don't do it. Like there's so much to think about. It's just it's just not worth it. Even if that flight is like 200 pounds cheaper, don't do it. Don't buy the indirect flight. (laughs) Buy the direct flight at 7 p.m. Like you just, my advice is fork out a little bit more, spend less money on the other side, but get a flight that you're not going to hate more than you are already going to hate it. (laughs) The end. Bye. I feel like like this is bringing up something in you. Is there something you want to share with the group? (laughs) I've just had a lot of bad flights with kids. And uh, yeah, just made some poor choices that in hindsight, I wish I had just like forked out the extra 50 pounds or something to get the flight time that would have suited my kids and their sleeping and all of that just a little bit better. It would have made my life a lot easier. But when you're not in the air, in the airport and in the, in the plane or whatever, and you just, it's a couple of months before and you're just booking, you think, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's just one day. We'll just get through it. It's fine. But actually, yeah. that one day could make or break the start or finish of your holiday, and so you need to you <laughs> yeah. need to be careful about it. Have you um, have you got any any funny stories to share about it? Um, mm, no, not no, nothing that's going to make anyone roll on the floor laughing here. But I but I've had experiences <laughs> on planes that were not that were far from ideal. But that was down to the people that were on the plane and I, I got I've got unlucky with with passengers and traveling with babies and it, you only develop a, a newfound respect for parents traveling with kids once you are a parent traveling with kids like you just yeah can't yeah. help but be irritated with a baby crying on a plane until you have one you just can't because yeah. it is annoying we all know it is but once you are that person with the baby on the plane and the baby doesn't know how to stop crying and doesn't know how to switch off like both of my kids have done yeah. uh yeah it's a it's a shitty place to be but for the most part I've had some really nice people on the plane that have kind of come up to me and have said let me know if I can help you especially if I'm traveling on my own let me know if I can help you at all but then I've also on the other end had some very horrible people that have said horrible things to me that have kicked my chair that have gone out of their way to make me kicked your chair kicked my chair Yeah, I had when I I was actually flying with my brother at the time. We were flying home for my grand's funeral when when Connor was about six months old, and he he wasn't well at the time. We only in hindsight realized this. He must have had like an ear infection or something, but he wasn't happy and he cried for the most part of that flight. And the only thing that would stop him crying was me sort of like bouncing him like Mm -hmm. this, and I was like walking up and down the plane standing in the corner in the dark trying yeah. to like hide him from the lights of the plane or doing whatever I could to get this child to sleep my legs were so shattered from bouncing him standing and bouncing him pretending I was on like a yoga ball that my brother had to actually help me into my seat when when I finally got him to sleep I would try and sit down but my legs would collapse because I was so tired from walking that and bouncing that Ian would have to like hold my elbows to put me into the seat with Connor so that we wouldn't wake him up and I remember the one time it had taken me a really long time to get him to stop crying I had been like standing and feeding him and rocking him and doing everything and I eventually got him down 
and sat down. And as soon as I sat down, the person behind me kicked my chair with full force on purpose. I mean, they were they were two wow, of the most terrible human lovely. beings I've ever. Ian Ian went ballistic. He actually he started because obviously Connor then started crying again because he woke up. But they were so angry at me for having this crying baby on the plane, and they told us as much. And eventually, an air hostess had to come in and get involved and told them that if they didn't stop harassing me, they'd move them to the back of the plane. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. They should have just moved them to the back of the plane. They really should. They should have moved them to the far back of the plane, like outside of the plane. Like just open a little trap door (laughs) and just hang them out the back. It was, it was terrible. crazy actually. Yeah. No, I've had some, I've had some shocker flights. I've had some interesting ones. You mentioned Mallorca in the beginning when you were talking about don't get that 2 a.m. flight. And one of my worst, but yeah I'd say my wor- one of my worst experiences on flights with uh, Abby so Tony was uh, in Mallorca we were going to visit him she must have been about five months old and it wasn't supposed to be a late flight it was like a 7 p.m flight and then it got delayed mm, so we were just sitting in Copen. oh it was an easy jet chance I don't remember what it was but <laughs> <laughs> possibly but we were delayed, 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 and it's coming up to 9.30, 10 p.m. And there was a group of Swedish or Danish guys going to Mallorca to party. And because of the delay, they'd all just been sitting at the bar getting hammered when we got onto the plane. <laughs> what a life. They were so, so Were you just really jealous? Loud. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were so loud, and it was just... It was crazy. And they weren't they weren't horrible or anything like that. They were just very habit. actually nice. They were just so loud. And it's like ten o'clock and she's just looking like this, you know? Yeah. And then and then eventually the plane starts taking off. So I'm like, Okay, great. You know, I'll feed her, she'll go to sleep. But she just started screaming and screaming and screaming. Mm. And then eventually she started feeding and massive diarrhea at the same time of course <laughs> until i went in takeoff and i can i can feel it on my <laughs> oh god I was, just, I was just like what because i can't do anything i can't leave or anything and there was a guy sitting across the way from me he's like do you need help <laughs> i was like what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh. i have actually i've been vomited on connor did the biggest vomit i've ever seen when we got we got onto the plane and also our plane had been delayed that's the the biggest uh what do you call yeah. it like it throws the biggest oh. spanner into the works right you you kind of like working so hard to keep everything together till that you know flight flight time and then when they tell you that there's like a two-hour delay or something your world just comes crashing down (laughs) and you're running out of snacks you're running out of nappies like everything's just falling to pieces but I I remember thinking okay we've delayed whatever I'll just give him another snack to buy the time and I gave him one of those like uh baby puree things oh, with like yeah. banana and something oh had, my god I've had those all over me yeah <laughs> that plus like he'd had a bottle of milk and it all just came out but it was like projectile all over our seats all over the person's seat next door to us all over the floor and we hadn't even <laughs> left the airport yet and we had like this <laughs> 12 well, at hour least it wasn't on do. the plane <laughs> and I did not 
pack extra clothes for myself. I of course packed extra clothes for for Connor. Thousands of thousands of yeah. outfits for Connor, but nothing for myself. So um, that's a good point. I I didn't put it on on this because I've got a list of things that we're going to go through now that can make it easier for parents. But I didn't put that. But since that Mallorca flight, I carry spare yeah. always spare tops for myself and. On the long haul flights, I even take spare pants because no, I'm I like, take take I take the whole hog. I take undies, I take bras, I take a top, I take <laughs> pads, what? I take so I take everything because the vomit went so it was just so much that it like went seeped through my clothes. It you got your on... shampoo. Your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you can, just just pack a full body wetsuit. Just wear you know a full what? Body just wetsuit. don't go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Shame. Don't go. Are there any just... parents listening right now who have never traveled with their kids? It's not as bad as we're making it sound. And there are a lot of things that you can you can learn from a lot of the mistakes that we made because we've both done it a lot. We've both done yeah. a lot of long haul flights. And there are things that really do help. I think that can be very helpful that I didn't know so much at the beginning. And then I yeah. learned later on, like, you know, both of us learned about taking extra clothes for ourselves through, um, through experiences, <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. say. But now that you've heard that, you don't have to make the same mistake. Yeah, Just take absolutely. a full change. <laughs> and extra um, wipes. It's so extra wipes. The, the number one tip I had here to make things easier is have lots of snacks, mm -hmm. lots and lots and lots of snacks. And preferably for your own, like for your own sanity, healthy snacks, because if you have a lot of sugar snacks, a lot of treats, you're just giving yourself like a big kick in the butt because yeah. when they get on the plane all hyped up on sugar, it's just going to come back at you. Yeah. Bear <laughs> in mind that they're going to be, need to be strapped in for 12 hours in the same place. So mm. you, you really want to avoid sugar before and during the flight if you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then don't take toys because they won't play with the toys. They'll play with everything except the toys. They're just interested in everything going on around them, anything new to them. So their old toy is not, it's just going to take up a lot of space. But then I do recommend taking things that are going to, be of comfort to them so if they have a favorite teddy or a favorite book that you always read in the evening you know to keep the routine as close to normal as mm -hmm. possible but I don't know what your experience has been but I found that toys are just a big waste of space um no it's been different for us with boys they are but I think they their toys are almost like their comforters so okay. like Harry yeah. always has a favorite car or a favorite superhero or something and he and he'll sit and play for ages with them. So we've always taken and now we pack a little backpack for each of them and they get to choose which toys they want to take. If we're doing a long haul flight, we also like uh, I don't like them to take loads of stuff because obviously I'm going to land up carrying the majority yeah. of it so they can pick a couple of toys. We, we always pack loads of like activity books and sticker books. We, and we do drawing, drawing, drawing things. They, loads they take of that. that, but not, yeah. not like their actual <clears throat> toys. And especially more uh, like when they were babies. I, in the beginning, when, when I was with Abigail, I used to pack these toys that she would play with at home thinking she was going to want to play with them more when she was a baby, you know? Mm. 
and no she just wanted to play with you know the magazine or the and the remote control um, paper the the vomit bag and yeah (laughs) Yeah. the remote control and the person's seat switch thing in front of you you know the thing that holds the tray table up oh (laughs) my god yeah it's like the ultimate toy on a plane and it's so so irritating for the person in front of you on to my next tip uh, which is give yourself extra extra time at the airport it's not like Mm. before kids where you could just kind of get there and move through swiftly <laughs> it's Jeez, i was living security, on the edge before especially, kids especially with babies especially with babies because going through security is yeah. you know you're unpacking everything you go oh no yeah you want to make that cue as painless as you can because they are going to be painful so Definitely have a buggy with you for the queue so that you can put them in it and strap them in it so they can't run away and or have a carrier with you, depending on how old your baby baby is. But if, you, if you're traveling with a toddler and a baby, yeah, definitely stick the baby in the carrier, have the buggy. Even if your kid is ca- almost growing out of buggies, take the buggy with you because it's so handy to hang things on, carry stuff. Yeah, I would say take a yeah. buggy with you as, we- as long as you possibly can. They're so helpful. One of my tips here is if you have the means, buy one of those strollers that folds up and fits into hand luggage. So we've mm. got the yo-yo. Mm, it, that's true. It has done, I mean, it's just the best thing ever. I think it's the absolute best investment we ever made in terms of kids' things. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's gone so many places and you take it all on, to, especially if you're traveling alone. So then I would have her in the carrier, but then all the stuff was in the buggy. Yeah. It's been so helpful with traveling into different time zones. So flying from America mm. to South Africa or vice versa. And then if I had to swap over in New York to get down to Miami, if you've got a two or three hours in the airport with the time difference and all of that, that the child can just sleep. Yeah. That so just super helpful. That's maybe should be number one tip. Yeah. Anything to anything to keep buggies. your hands f- as free as possible. So the carrier with the baby, the stroller yeah. to pack stuff onto or whatever. Like you want to, and you've got to wear a backpack. Don't take a, a draggy luggage. You take a backpack for yourself. Stick a backpack on your on your kid. Backpacks all the way. You need hands free when you have kids because you don't know when you have to gonna like run after them or stop them from jumping off the elevator or something you know before i had kids i used to see people in airports with their kids like on a leash and i was mm. like that seems yeah that's barbaric. crazy <laughs> then then then, yeah. <laughs> then then i had abby and i was doing all this traveling alone and she was just so busy and you know she's one and she's running around everywhere and, and i'm trying to check in i'm on my own um, no, nope. yeah. get leash. got her one of those backpacks you, with a little leash, a leash on it. <laughs> Boom! She would People run like to call them a lead. It's a <laughs> not lead, back. not a leash. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't it's leading like... her anywhere. I was leashing her. <laughs> it's like a, like one of those little dog ones that like stretch out or whatever, and you could like just zip it back in when they've gone too far. And just yeah. Them in. yeah. But uh, that, no, they, that's too great. fancy. I would just let her run and then bounce back. Yeah. It's so funny. The, um, judge, the judgment you yeah. have before you're a parent. I also used to judge those things hard. <laughs> yeah, like, just let your so kid be funny. free. They are. They're one of the best inventions <laughs> I've ever seen today. Like highly, highly recommend them. <laughs> so yeah. Like Joan said, keep your hands free. Take the buggy. Get, get a lead. 
if you must. Yeah. Backpacks. And then my last little thing I've got written here is that if your kid, or I should say when your kid, has a meltdown on the plane, Mm -hmm. if it's in the middle of the night or whatever, don't try and reason with your child. Don't try and tell them to keep quiet or shush them. Because that's only going to make everything worse. If you can, take them like to the bathroom or that, you know, that little area in between and try and help them calm down. If you can't, say you're alone with two or more kids and you can't, then you just have to do your best to help your child regulate Mm. and you have to stay calm and don't care about what these other people uh, are going to say. They're going to be those people, but they aren't. doesn't matter. That and you're never going to see them that again. Important. No, you're never going to see them. And, yeah, you're and never going to see them again. Unfortunately, they travel in cattle class, and that's the kind of shit you get in cattle class. <laughs> if you don't want that, you need to save up some money and go travel in first class, where the parents who are traveling with kids can't afford to go anywhere. So it's their problem, is how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> and. And also, after it's happened like once or twice, you grow a very thick skin and you're just like, whatever. But you're going to go, initially, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing, but don't put that embarrassment on your child and try and keep them quiet or things like that. That that can be a parent's instinct. You know, when a kid's having a meltdown at a shop and a parent's like, you know, just don't, don't stop crying. Or, you know, it's just the worst thing you can do just because it doesn't help anyone. No, it doesn't help anyone. It makes everyone more more upset. Yeah. they feel like their needs aren't yeah. being met and you're just they're just annoying which to yeah. be fair they are but <laughs> but they're better ways to handle it but yeah you actually I I don't feel any sort of embarrassment on a plane at all anymore I don't care I think I'm too tired to care I just don't care the only thing like I feel stressed out when they're not sleeping because I want them to be sleeping for their sake and I yeah. also want to be able to like just sit there in semi-silence without being screamed at but it's not so much I'm not concerned about the other people on the plane which maybe sounds selfish but like everybody's gone through this at some point like it's just part of life kids make a noise and we we try to stop it as best we can but you, we only have so much control over it yeah We're I mean it's, a, it's only kids. one night like the yeah, it's only one night. The people behind you or around you, whatever. So what? You're not having the best sleep of your life, anyways, on exactly. an airplane. Exactly. So bring it. Bring it. It, it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> I saw something like- on Facebook or whatever ages ago of some someone who said, oh, "Isn't this so kind?" And some lady who is traveling with a newborn had made these little packs with like earplugs and a little note saying and chocolates or whatever saying so sorry for the noise that might I'm only little and so I do cry a lot or whatever and I was like yeah that's very sweet I don't have the energy or the time to be making hampers for these complete strangers that I'm never going to see again in my life but it's yeah it's not pleasant but there is an end in sight and these flights are finite and you get to the other side yeah, it's such a short period of time, really. But yeah. there are these things that we've mentioned here, they really can help to make a big difference. So if you have never done a long haul flight, maybe you've got one coming up, maybe you want to listen to those again. Also, make sure you travel with a, a plastic bag or like a Ziploc bag to put Ooh, yes. the uh, inevitable soiled clothes into, whether it's vomit, wee, yeah. food, 
poo, whatever it is, something's going to need to poo. go into that plastic bag. So take take a Ziploc so, bag sometimes with you. Sometimes three and of also, those. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you're traveling on your own, a tip is to really prep and know where everything is in your in your backpack and in your kid's bag or whatever. So like have designated areas for where you're putting a change of clothes, where you're putting your plastic bag, where you're putting your wipes, where you're putting your toys, where you're putting your snacks so that everything is like in easy reach and you're not having to open up the cabin and go through like three different bags to find whatever you're looking for, your change of clothing or whatever. Make sure you know where your stuff is before you, you get onto that plane. It just makes everything a little bit easier. And um, maybe my last tip, if you can wait until your child is like six. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just not travel until then. Maybe, they, maybe they that's actually number, say, they tip say number one. The worst. Just go on car trips. <laughs> yeah. Go camping in your backyard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's about it. Was, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? <laughs> when I travel with kids, I, I generally don't actually drink because... Having even no. just one glass of wine on that flight, if you're lucky enough to get some sleep on a flight with kids, I don't know anyone who actually is has ever slept on a flight with kids. Uh, having that one glass of wine is just going to make it the sleep quality so much more shit. Um, and I and it makes find you need because the toilet, and then you does. might have a child on you, and then but you also, need the toilet, and then you got to wake makes them you up. So it no. makes you tired and, and groggy. If you're going to have a glass of mm. wine, but then you can't sleep for 11 hours, it's just going to make you feel extra shit on, on top of already feeling shit yeah. for not sleeping. So yeah. you don't have to have that That's drink a on the flight. Point. Don't Very don't do point. it. Save it for save it for don't when you it. when you land and you're with your family or your friends or on the other side and you celebrate being on the other side and having survived the flight. That's when you have your drink. And having other people to take care of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I think, yeah, let's let's wrap this one up, Jones. Okay. The end. Ding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's getting worse. It's getting worse. How am, I, how, am I, how am I actually getting worse at this? I have two words to say. We hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more. No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of a lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of informa- helpful information in between. A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's going to be ramblings. 